0: the Evolving Media Podcast, where we talk about all things media, where we are today and where we might be heading in the future. In today's episode, I'm joined by Gavin McGarry of JumpWire Media, the social media agency he founded 10 years ago. And since then, social media has become a part of everyday life and something you not only have to take into consideration, but also get to grips with and hopefully master in order to reach and engage audiences. Gavin, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Thanks for having me. Right, so we're going to talk social because that's what you are. That's what it it is. What I am. It is is what you. It is what you are, and it is what you do, and it's what you know a lot of things about. So uh, this podcast is for intended for media creators, producers, um, directors, etc. Any from any sort of media. But looking forward to in what direction the world of media is heading, and social has just turned everything, you know, on its head since mm-hmm. social was invented, for me, it still feels like most people don't really still don't really understand what social is about. you know that it's it's a difficult to approach it with something the size of a media project or a, or an or a franchise or a brand, and just assume that it'll work the same way. As your own personal social media spheres that you have that mm. you have experience of,
1: I think that the way that I approach it is um, is to look at the platforms. So let's focus on the platforms. And it, it essentially, there's a new whenever there's a new type of platform, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok or whatever. What ends up happening is that the platforms are, especially in America. I'm not sure about the rest of the world, but here in America, most of the people start using it for sales, right? They start selling on it. That's the, the marketing people jump onto it and they're like, okay, there's 250 million people on TikTok. Let's go and try and make money. Yeah. Now the algorithms take that over and their Facebook is, is probably the best one. And they're like, if you're going to sell on here, so on Facebook, you know, on your personal profile or any of your Facebook pages, try and use the word buy sell or a pro or a number. Mm-hmm. You, you won't be able to do it. Yeah. So I think, I think that what, The best way to approach it is to, um, you know, like the sort of like the influencers do is to focus on social media as, as an extension of your personal brand right? That's, that's important. You can reach a lot of people that way. And then the next level of is, is that what's the story? What's the narrative? And people in media, I think we're quite good at looking at what's the story, what's the narrative? Why would people want to see this post? Mm -hmm. And it used to be back in the day, like five years ago, that we could just post like 12 times a day and everyone would see it. But now on a Facebook page, for example, you know, only 12% of the people will see it. And for example, Apple has not posted on their Facebook page in a year or something, Mm -hmm. because what's happening, on Facebook is everyone's moving into groups yeah, and groups are better because they're better regulated and all that sort of stuff. And if you want to actually reach your audiences, there's two ways you can do it. One, you can do it in a group or two, you can buy ads and Facebook is really really clear about that and that for anyone who's older in the media business is the church and state so you've got the media and then there's advertising in between that and and facebook is set up facebook exactly the same way and instagram the same way it's a it's a news feed that inserts ads at a certain regulate at a certain amount And you can either in some cases you can change the ad, you can say, I don't want to see any more of these ads. And I think that that would be my last sort of point in this little area is that enough people are just too passive on their social media. They don't interact with it enough. And the algorithms now we think are about a nine year old child. So they're quite sophisticated. And if you start liking a bunch of things or you start saying I don't want to see any more of these ads or you start snoozing people you're, you'll notice your feed changes, whether it's on Instagram or uh, TikTok or or, or Facebook, um, or even Twitter. You'll notice that your feed starts to change, and they will. What they're doing with the algorithms is they're they're giving you little tastes of things that they think you might like, but unfortunately, you're basically dealing with drugs. These are these. I mean, you've heard about all the Google and Facebook employees that have have left. Right. And they're like, I feel so bad because I built a drug. I'm basically a drug dealer and I want to absolve myself of that with my millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. That is what what we're dealing with here is, 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 is our drug pushers. That's what these news feeds are. So to bring it back to your question, which is like, how should people, you know, use it, um, use these platforms is get to know the platform. We usually say pick one platform Yeah, and then focus on that platform and get really, really good at it. Because, you know, someone who's good at radio might not necessarily be good at at making TV or movies or anything else. The platforms are very distinct and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and TikTok are all very distinct and that you have to take into consideration when you're deciding how much time you're going to invest in each platform.
0: And I think that's that's a really good point in the sense that we talk about social media as an umbrella for all of this, whereas that if you look at how people interact with it and how people, what kind of content there is on these platforms, it's quite different, especially also with regards to what target groups are are on these different platforms, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, it's a...
1: I mean, we just found out this week there's some new research that's come out about TikTok. And I'm not sure how big TikTok is in Europe, but here in America, it's 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 growing very quickly. Yeah. What's the most interesting thing about TikTok is it's actually quite old. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. you know, we, we thought it was for 18 and under. In fact, you know, I'm on it all the time and it seems that. But I have noticed in the last six months that it's got much older. Um, and it is. In my opinion, uh, along with Snapchat, to Snapchat and and uh, TikTok, I believe are the two best pla- like the most. I don't know how you would word it, but I, I just think that they're the best platforms, like the the well, the best well designed platforms out there is that they're really easy to use, you know, the integration of music, it's seamless, you know, all vertical video, all the things that we've been talking about for a long time. And it's short, it's sort of, you know, especially for TikTok, you can see how quickly it's growing and how the engagement works. So yeah, I think it's, it's really platform focused. Um, and I, you know, a lot of people ask us, they're, well, you know, they're like, well, what should we do? (laughs) Like, how I would say, you know, get someone who knows something about the platform and get them to do it for you a little bit. I, everyone thinks that social media is super easy to do, and it is, but it takes time and it it yeah. it, it really hurts your brain. Like it, it you you have to think about it really you know, like, especially for example, on Instagram, using hashtags appropriately and finding hashtags and following people and then trying to avoid all the bots and, you know, trying to make sure that you're not being used by someone else to get to your, you know, it, it, it it's extremely difficult. And that's why I think Facebook has made a very strong move into groups. And, and that's why we're telling a lot of people to, you know, to focus on getting a Facebook group, even if you have a demographic you're going to, which is a little bit older. Um, but we're also seeing, I'm seeing like my nieces and nephews are. In they're 14, 15, they're coming back to Facebook because that's, that's where everybody is. You know, older folks are there and the groups are there. So I, you know, and also with Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram, all as one, you know, we tell everyone spend a minimum of $500 a month and you will see your engagement and, uh, and everything across all of your platforms for Instagram, WhatsApp, and, and Facebook jump considerably. Mm-hmm. If you don't spend any money on the platform, it will be very difficult to build out. So they are, and I guess that's probably the next point is that these are pay-to-play platforms. You have to pay to get what you want. Now, some people might be influencers, but those influencers, if you look how they built it, some of the the bigger ones are using traditional media. And that would probably be another point. If you can get on traditional media, if you're going to an older audience and you can get on TV or you can get on uh, radio or uh, that sort of thing, then you will find that you build a, a big audience out there but it, it, it's about finding people who are sophisticated social media users and want to hear your message and you're right beside your competitors who might have a better message
0: you also need to be aware of uh... How conversations are being played out on social media, what kind of interactions there are, as we've seen with our own personal feeds at times as well. It can be a lot more brutal than what people would say to you face to face and much more direct. And, and it's a place where you got echo chambers. Mm-hmm. You can find a very comfortable echo chamber to, to just roll around in and never have to face any, any controversial or contradicting thoughts. But still, I mean, social is more or less necessary right if you're a media producer today and you want to reach people and engage with an audience there is there is few things that would be better
1: i think that everyone would argue you need social media but what tends to happen is that people are like well should i be on twitter should i be on facebook should i be on instagram and they're like well, i should probably be on all of them and then they're spread really thin and they don't so our our approach for people who are individuals who aren't like companies we're like you need to be you know pick one and that you think is the best for your your, your, whatever your platform is. So if maybe if you're doing independent film, um, you want to be getting into the discussions or, or if you're doing independent documentary, for example, that's controversial, you might want to be spending time on Twitter. All the journalists are on Twitter because Twitter went after the journalists about five years ago. Uh, we, we set up a, a couple of newspapers and that sort of stuff and we moved the, some of the Twitter journalists over to, to Facebook. So th- that's, you know, one area. So, you know, pick one and do, do it well. Um, uh, but but now we're seeing, I mean, it, it, it's a much, we have sort of, you know, we look at social media, but we're also looking at digital media. So, you know, what is your SEO strategy, search engine optimization? How are you going? How is, how important is that? Um, you know, how important is it to write a blog of 400, you know, all the time? yeah, it's, it's important. Um. You know, the, 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 how important are headlines? Extremely important. Their clickbait level. What are you trying to accomplish? You know, and a lot of people, as you say, that what they say online, they wouldn't say to your face. And here's what I think about that. What I think is, is that most people don't know how to write well, Right, I would argue. And they say things in a way or they word it in a way that seems that could be interpreted three or four different ways. And what we find in our Facebook groups, because we manage some massive Facebook groups around the world, is that we give people a warning. And in most cases, they didn't realize they'd done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Most people are not trolls. In fact, most people don't want to be seen as a troll. So when they say something, you know, we don't immediately ban them. We're like, hey, did you know that the way you're using this, these words and that you don't have an emoji, it could be read this way or it could be read that way. Yeah. And I think that that is the most important thing. You've got to up your emoji game. You definitely have to make sure that you have a strong emoji game, because if you don't, people will take your reactions different way, like using the using LOL, using emojis or, um, or abbreviations, for example, as a way to. To, to punctuate, to use it as punctuation, it's the new punctuation, right? And yeah. most people don't know this. They think, well, I'll just write this way and people will understand. It can be interpreted so many different ways that I think that when you're, when you're out there doing these sorts of things, you need to be really conscious of how this might be regarded. And when you start thinking about how many different ways people can interpretate what you're saying, it takes so much longer to write something. Everyone's like, well, it's just 25 words, just mm-hmm. bang it out. I'm like, yeah, if you bang it out, you could damage your brand, right? And so people are like, what do you mean damage my brand? And I'm like, well, And it's a downward spiral. They freak out, right? That's why you need sort of professionals. And I would probably argue that if you have a little bit of money is go and find someone who does it every day. It doesn't have to be an agency or anything, but but someone on Upwork or wherever that does it every single day and let them – help you with it like you can post but they can also post and you may find there's all these little subtle best practices that can make things explode in ways that you 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 just won't imagine a lot of people are like well i don't really have time for video i'm like dude if you don't use video it's over like it's all video now
0: i agree uh now you you talked a little bit about not everyone being trolls and not everyone being bots etc but a lot of the people you you will be talking to Aren't necessary people, and I think we're going to see more and more of that in the future. In your mind, how does how will AI and and bots affect how social media plays out? I don't think we're going to see more bat- bots.
1: I would disagree with you on that. Okay, I think that um, I think that what we're looking at in America, and this is my personal opinion. This is not, I don't have anything to back this up. I'm just riffing with you here. What I believe is happening in America is that the biggest platforms are uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, and and, um, I would probably argue Pinterest. They're all American based. They're all invented and created by Americans. So what's going to happen in America is that uh, the FCC or whoever the regulator is going to start regulating social media platforms. And they want that. Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. They definitely want that. When that happens, these um, platforms will no longer be open to uh, competition because it will become very difficult for you to get a license to run a social media platform. So let's imagine that's five years out. So that happens. Right now, the way um, Silicon Valley works is that these people are all based on growth tra- strategy. So it's about getting a, tons and tons of people on your platform. Whether they're real or not is questionable, uh, but that's how it works. If you're not growing, you're dying. If you're, not, if you, if you're dying, you're not getting any more money. Yeah. So that's why we need the regulation. Once the regulation comes in, then the barriers to entry become higher. These become much more h- valuable companies. Right. And therefore, that will mean that um, when, uh, where is I going with this? Is that it? it if the, if the, if these companies are regulated, that means that they will need to make a better customer experience, which is a very American thing. And they will have to eliminate bots and we've seen them do it. Yeah. We know that they can do it. Instagram has done it. They definitely were very, very, um, very, it was very important that they did that. And they did that early on and they did a good job. Twitter is, is, has a massive bot problem that they are. That they are fixing right now, you're seeing that it's getting better, and you're noticing that the social media platforms are becoming more robust. There are these laws that are coming into possibly America w- that stop infinite infinite scroll. TikTok, if you're on TikTok for more than two hours, they ban you, like you can't spend any more time okay, on it. Same with Instagram, wrong. they have these ideas. These regulations are coming in, and, the, the, and what's happening is the platforms are doing it. Most people don't know it, but you know, two hours of scrolling. I mean, yeah, that's that. You would watch a night. You know, a movie, some movies are three hours, right? We don't say, well, why why aren't we regulating the length of a movie, right? Is that because I would agree, like when most people are not – scrolling for hours and hours. But TikTok, because it started off with such a youth organization, they're like, no, no, after two hours, you you have to take a break. So those are the things that are coming in. And when that happens, I think bots will be eliminated. if Because the AI is so good, they're going to be able to tell. Now, I, I was just at a meeting last night and this guy who happened to be a Republican, um, he wanted to troll on some Democrats, right? <laughs> so he set up a fake account. He set up a, a fake Gmail account. He set up a Twitter account. He put up his profile and he started, you know, going well, you know, within probably two hours he was shut down. Yeah. So that shows you that, the AI or the platforms or whoever, it wasn't done by human beings, are able to make decisions. It also shows you, and, uh, you know, I did an experiment on my Facebook page that you were, you saw. But what was really interesting, it was it was just about uh, the Greta and the, um, uh, the, the, the climate crisis. Mm-hmm. I have never on Twitter uh, followed Greta. I purposely didn't follow her. Mm-hmm. My Twitter feed, because what I did on Facebook discussing Greta... Is full of everything to do with Greta. But I've, and, and including her posts coming up because they, because all of these platforms in America, I think for sure, are all connected. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting when you start doing things. That's why what I say to people is I'm like, if you like to experiment with social media, Or or, I mean, a perfect example is if you if you're married or you have a partner, get your partner to use your YouTube account for a week (laughs) and see how it changes, because these are if you assume that it's coming from the drug culture. Right. Of like, if you like this, you're going to like more of this, which is not necessarily true. There could be some argument to say that these social media platforms could insert something that you disagree with yeah. right they should dis- they should be able to tell you th- they should be able to insert something so if you're for example here in america if you're a democrat they shouldn't in- insert once a week two or three republican things now people will lose their minds because we're in this binary world of like you're either with us or against us yes. which is which is clear but i think that once they regulate it it's like they has to, it has to be balanced Right. There there needs to be more balance and the social media platforms could lead the way for doing that. And I think overall that 80 percent of the people are what we call lurkers and 20 percent of the people are the people that interact. But. What I've noticed from the experiment I've been doing on my own Facebook page is I was a little bit shocked out of the 1,024 people that I have on Facebook for me that, that I consider in quotes friends. It's very interesting about how many of them won't interact because they they, they feel that they'll be shouted down by these other people who don't yes. seem yeah. to care about other people. But at the same time, I've had a lot of people contact me say – I really love the discussion. I'm not the sort of person that's going to jump in, but I've been, it's been very interesting for me to learn more and more about all these things. So I think that, you know, people come back to this whole thing about social media and how people in the media business need to do what they need to do. But at the end of the day, I think social media is really, really positive And I learn more from it than I don't. Does it get me upset and angry sometimes? Absolutely. Do I think that some people don't really understand how to write yeah. Yes. Do I think the education system in the US is is broken being a Canadian here? Yes. But at the end of the day, I think that it giving it's giving me access to people that I never would. I mean, can you imagine like in this day and age, right? We the, the, do you know right now who the press secretary is for the White House?
0: Um they changed, right? Well, I can't remember right. who it is now.
1: Right. Can you imagine 10 years ago not knowing who the press secretary is for the White House? Because that would be the person that would come out and say, this is what Donald Trump says. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to go on my Twitter feed. And everybody doesn't question. They're like, is this Donald Trump? No, this guy, it can't, can't spell, can't do anything. Is mashing into his keyboard. You know, it's Donald Trump. We have direct access to our president, right? Whether we like it or not, <laughs> yeah. he is using these social medias to go directly to his base. Mm. And I would argue, and I haven't seen any of the data, that because he's he's very, you know, he's focused on people who are maybe more in the South or, um, I'm, I mean, I'm not a, a super political guy, so I don't really know all the data. But I would say is that there's probably a lot of people who weren't on Twitter, who've joined Twitter, who might be older,
0: just to hear what the president has to say. Absolutely. I agree fully. Uh, so on that note, I'm, I'm sensing that you, if you look at the future of social media, uh, I'm sensing that you, you're hoping or, and perhaps even thinking that we'll see a more mature social media coming up in the future and not like this dystopian nightmare of being drugged into stupor via just a lot of bots and shills, etc. and so forth, but something that could actually become even more positive for humanity.
1: Yeah, I mean, I recently did an interview with um, a a magazine about TikTok and they were asking me about it. And they said, well, what do you like about it? I said, because I know what it's like to live in China and India. I said, I know what it's like. I I don't know the people, but all of the people in my feed that I saw that are doing really funny things are just like us. Yeah. Right. Is this whole idea of like China is completely separate? No. When you go on TikTok and you see all the people and the visuals – I'm like, I I can see inside their houses. I see what they, what they're doing. I, 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 I see, I see everyday life. That is the future of social. The problem has been is that they've all been U S based platforms. And now we're getting other platforms like the Chinese based, you know, ByteDance creating TikTok, which used to be musically, you know, these global platforms are, are emerging. Um, I think there's a whole, you know, on a side note, I think that I'm not sure how long TikTok is for the United States because it's you know, they say it's controlled by the Chinese government, questionable. But yeah. um, our our platforms, for example, Facebook and that don't have access to China yet. TikTok has access to America, and all of that data on our kids is going back to China. So th- there's you know there's all these sort of debates. So I'm sure there's negotiations going on and saying, listen, we'll give you access to our market if you do X, Y, and Z. But what I have learned is that I don't see a lot of Africa, right? I Mm -hmm. definitely see a lot of Asia and Indonesia and Australia and and all that sort of stuff. Um, But I really feel on TikTok that I get a a, a ground level view of what people's daily lives are like Mm -hmm. and what they think is funny. And and that is a huge step forward. And I guess I, I would also say is that, you know, it's a very positive time. It's the greatest time ever to be a human being. It doesn't get any better than this. More people are less people are starving. More people are coming out of poverty. I mean, the 10 year challenge that the UNESCO showed, they said everything's up like we have. Everything's very positive. And yet our media preys on this negativity. People love to be negative. They want, they can't be negative in their general lives around them because they'll alienate the people that are close to them. If they said what they said on Facebook to people that they don't really know, to people that were around them, those people would never show up again. True. And that's the dichotomy that we're dealing with right now: is that people go online to vent, right? Whether it's good or bad doesn't. Matter. That that's that's going to change. I mean, the the, the the with the AI, I mean. I mean, yeah. it, it's taking it's leaps and bounds right now. You know that when people are typing things in, the AI is actually able to put it into context now. It's getting close. It's not great. Mm-hmm. But when you see some of the research that we're doing on, we, you know, we have bots or AI or software that writes the posts for us, can if we want to. Right. Yeah. You just there, there was I was looking at one yesterday called story.ai, I think. And you put in the first headline, like the first few sentences, and it writes the entire article for you. <laughs> I mean, that's where we're at right now. And I don't think most people understand that they're being baited by clickbait by bots. Bots are creating headlines and the newspapers are using them more than anyone else to make sure that people click because, and I guess this would be my final point on this, is that you have to follow the money. That's why, you know, when we see people like Greta come to the forefront or we see, um, you know, uh, you, you know, influencers jump to the top we have to ask the question, like, who's making money off this? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Or who is, who wants that sort of influence? Who needs that sort of influence? And then once you start going, once you start unpacking that, you will discover some things that you don't want, you may or may not want to see. But that is the power of social is that we can get to people very, very quickly. But those, those walls are going up very quickly like now you can't reach everybody you certainly can't reach all your friends
0: yeah i would argue argue though uh that people might still realize and know that they're being baited into clicking via the headlines etc but they still do it willingly because there's nothing (sighs) there's nothing as there's nothing as as liberating as as venting online you know it's it's
1: well, it's, there's, nothing, there's nothing as liberating as finding your own tribe, right? That's what it's all about, tribalism. It's like, oh, my God, I found a bunch of people. Like, I live in the remote Canada, and I found a bunch of people that like uh, things that I like, like hip-hop. And I didn't know – no one in my house likes hip-hop. I mean, imagine if you're a 14-year-old right. and you love hip-hop and you live in remote Finland like you do or somewhere in remote Canada. And, you know, most of the people around you all want to listen to, let's say, country music or cr- crazy – finish songs or whatever, but you love hip hop. And then you you're able to jump on the internet and find your tribe, yeah. and then once you're inside that tribe, you question nothing. You question nothing that these that maybe these hip hop artists are being paid by large brands to say things that you're going to go and buy on the internet, right? You, you you don't question any of it because you found your brand, you found your tribe, and that's the issue right now is that these echo chambers. You know the, the Democrats really didn't see it like the, the 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 way that the the Republicans did. I don't think. Mm. Um, is that that these echo chambers are, are 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 vast are large and are being used by corporations to sell stuff. Yeah. And you have to be very careful and it's why you need to do a reset once a week about what you believe. <laughs> because if you don't, you could be taken down a, a giant you know you could be walked down a path in which you're like oh i didn't know that and everyone you know right now is 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 throwing around this idea of science and statistics and data and i'm like i work in data every day it can be manipulated to say a lot of things that i need it to say but that's the thing in social media is that if someone writes the right clickbait headline you're going to click on it and i'm pretty sure that a lot of people aren't reading the articles underneath the headlines. They're just reading the headline.
0: Absolutely, who would you say, if you wanna start out and and find some really good examples, and I'm not talking about clickbait now, and I'm not talking about about trying to get people to to uh, necessarily uh, blindly join whatever movement you're trying to, to create, or, or a group, or tribe, or whatever. But if you wanna look at some some, I don't know, brands, people, organizations, whatever, but someone who is using social, in a really good way just to get an example of, of, of or to get the inspiration for how you yourself could be starting out who would you suggest mm-hmm.
1: good question the issue for us is that we're working two years out like i'm all i'm two years ahead of so it's very hard for me to say what's happening now we you know we focus two and a half years ago, we switched over community while everyone was still just posting like crazy on their Facebook pages. We left that alone, reduced the number of posts on our clients' pages because we saw that the algorithm had changed and we moved to groups, right? And now we're looking at, you know, TikTok or Pinterest, things that people don't talk about right now, um, but also the resurgence or the power of Facebook. So when, when, you know, you ask, who's doing it right. It depends on what their objectives are. You know, if, if you're trying to sell something, I tell my clients, don't bother doing anything, but going on Facebook ads, use the, you know, get, go on Facebook ads. You're going to pay money, but you're going to get return on investment and you're going to be able to see it, or you're going to, you're going to get a return on your ad spend investments about example, but you're going to get return on your ad spend, but you need the groups and the the organic social media around it to lift that all up, right? And now you need to be on all platforms, right? If you're a big, if you're a big company, you need to be on all the, the the social media platforms. You need to claim that, right, for sure. But if you're a small person, a single person, like a media operator who might have like a small um, media thing to get up, you can, you can look at what we do. You know, we have a podcast. We post things on our Facebook page, but we're not religious about it. We put, th- I put things out on my Twitter, but I'm not religious about it. When I find something interesting, and I think that my point would be, is that the people that are doing it right, and you can find it in every type of country, is that they are they know their audience, they're focusing on the audience, and they're delivering things to their audience that their audience wants. Mm-hmm. And that seems in this hyper focused world, you need to find your tribe. And I think that's probably the the best way you know for people to move forward in this type of thing is that you can look at Disney. You can, um, you know, you can look at Nike, you can look at, you know, big brands, uh, but they're big brands and they have a different ulterior mode. You can look at the influencers. I would probably say to get good information, you know, go and go and look at mashable.com. There's there's lots of information there and I think read about those sorts of things. But I would just let everyone know is that you don't know what you don't know. And that's okay because right now, In social media I spend all day every day in it 12 hours a day and I feel I know nothing and I'm considered an expert so I guess what I would say to people is that don't feel overwhelmed right is that just do the best you can because that's what's actually working and if you understand the platform you're on and read a few things about how best practices for that particular platform you should be fine
0: it's a learning curve for every one of us I think And it's just going to become more more of it
1: yeah i think so i i mean being old right i went through radio i went through tv i i i saw the the dawn of the internet i saw you know i I was first on on social media i've been doing this a long time i mean my company's 10 years old i went to facebook i went to i remember going to dinners where people were asking me what is facebook Back in 2005, people didn't remember YouTube. No one understood what that is. Now they're everyday. It's everyday life. Right. And we're just trying to understand and regulate them. And at the same time, these are private companies that are trying to make money. They're not run by the government. The interesting thing about all of this, and that's a separate discussion, is that other than TikTok, I don't know any platform that's run by the government. And that's what's interesting to me, because in TV and radio. You look at the BBC, you look at CBC in Canada. I'm not sure about yeah, in Finland, yeah. but they're all run by the governments. And it's interesting to me that the governments have not set up their own social media. That they're they're happy for private people to do it. Shouldn't the governments be running their own be running social media or have their own social media platforms? True,
0: true. That's a, that's a really interesting discussion. But we'll have to save that one for next time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Gavin, thanks a bunch for. Uh, coming on this show and I look forward to talking to you again in the future thanks for having me